0: That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.
1: With a flood of information being thrown at us every day, often smaller news stories get left in the dust.
2: Right. News that in a normal year would be a news story for days is forgotten in less than an hour.
1: That's why we wanted to bring you, Well, That Happened, a podcast that looks back on news from the past couple weeks.
2: Things that you may have forgotten.
1: Things that you may have
2: wanted to forget. But mostly, things that made us say, well, that happened. Welcome to Well, That Happened. I am Terrence. And I am Lee. (laughs) And Well, That Happened is a podcast where we want to talk about just things that have happened in the news in the past couple of weeks as a little rundown, especially those things that may have been forgotten or lost in social media or whatever the noise is that covers up some of the things happening in our our world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so this could range from random weird stories that might just be entertaining and we want to talk about, um, all the way to political stories on uh, maybe the state level, national level, international level. We don't know.
2: Maybe some local level.
1: Maybe some local level. <laughs> we don't even know. Um But yeah, we just kind of wanted to have an opportunity to maybe talk about important subjects that we feel are great to have some discourse on and then have a little fun and just talk about weird things because like lots of weird things happen (laughs) and you might have missed it and we just want to bring it to your attention.
2: And so every show we will have a few news topics that we'll cover and talk about in their seriousness or if they are hilarious, Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about them in their hilarity. And so with that, um, we can start with our first news story.
1: Wait, uh, no. Terrence. What? Tell the oh. people who you are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. So I am Terrence Sullivan, if last names matter. Who, know, who cares? Who cares, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. And my job, I guess, is I'm the executive director of our... Human Rights Commission, which looks at civil rights issues and helps to protect our Civil Rights Act in the state. Um, and I personally really wanted to do this show because th- there is a lot of news that gets it gets lost, and there aren't very many people that are really talking about some of the smaller stories because we always talk about the latest story, and you forget, well, that thing happened a couple weeks ago... And it seems like years ago, especially in 2020, uh, where it's just a year every two days. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one reason that drove me to wanting to do this show. And it's really great to work with Lee.
1: Hey, um, well, I'm Lee Nevis, if last names matter. <laughs> um, and I actually work with Terrence also part time at the Commission on Human Rights <laughs> here in Kentucky. Um I also do a lot of other things. I'm the president of a women's soccer supporters group here in Louisville, Racing Louisville, shout out there. Um, I own my own business, which is Monthly Main, a subscription company, a monthly subscription company. Check us out on Instagram, Monthly Main, M-A-N-E. Um, and I also wanted to do this podcast because I do feel like there's a lot of things that we just see as like little flashes in the pan and deserve to be discussed a little bit more and more I guess more so dive deeper into what, what happened. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, and I also just find like politics to be fun sometimes. And I, it's like, I hate them, but I know that we got to talk about right. them. And so <laughs> that is why I also wanted to do this pod. And I think Terrence is very smart and an easy person to discuss <laughs> these things with. So, um, so yeah, now, back to what you're saying. We can now no. move on to topics. <laughs>
2: and and yes, the first one really is in the pol- the politics realm. It, it won't all it won't always be politics. It's really just things that are happening, which as some people might say, everything is political, but there are also things that just really aren't. Um mm-hmm. but the first one, sorry if politics drives you crazy. Is political. You
1: should probably not listen <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, move on.
2: But the first news story that people may have forgotten even happened is a few weeks ago. Um, the some people, some of the Republicans in Michigan tried to block certification of the votes in Wayne County, which encompasses Detroit and most of the black voters in the state of Michigan. And so I wanted to start with that just because it's important and interesting on so many levels. The the f- main level being it's depressing.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's also obvious and blatant racism to say, you know what, I don't want to certify these votes from like that. Area, yeah, but I want to certify those votes from that area in certain neighborhoods, those are okay, right? And it's interesting that that's in our in these times mm-hmm. that's seen as okay to openly say that. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, Lee, I don't know how I feel about open racism versus <laughs> quiet racism <laughs> because both suck, no, both for sure. I, I don't know. I, I, On one hand, it's like I kind of am glad to know that they're
1: racist. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm glad people are exposing themselves. Right. For sure.
2: I mean.
1: <laughs> Thanks. We'll know for the future, buddy.
2: <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I don't want you to be that way at all. But mm-hmm. I guess from my perspective, um, maybe it is nicer to know that the nice – Man at the grocery store has a hood at home mm-hmm. and that because I don't then develop that trust of that person yeah. and then find out that they actually hate me. And right. so just and some people didn't see what happened in Michigan as being a race a racial thing, and they took it as, oh, well, it's just part of these challenges to the election. And there have been irregular votes and all this. and, It's just interesting that the claims of vote irregularity, not just in Michigan but around the country, happened happens to be in urban areas where black voters make up the larger percentage of the votes because this isn't just it didn't just happen in Michigan. Mm -hmm. It was also in Wisconsin and Milwaukee. Yeah. Or looking at um, Georgia around Atlanta. Yeah. And it's It's frustrating, but it's also thinking about these people who some went outside of the scope of their job Mm -hmm. to try to block certification of these votes. Yeah. And do you, what do you think of the word uh, a ministerial task? Do you know what that is?
1: Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) But maybe explain it to the people that don't know.
2: (laughs) So uh, a ministerial function or task um, is basically something that's just a formality. And for the board in Michigan where, and this is not even talking about the state legislators, Mm -hmm. but the board that ultimately certifies these votes, they have one job. Their job is to certify the votes. That's it. Mm -hmm. They don't... Serve. They don't have an investigatory capacity. They are there to do that one job. It's basically like if you went to the grocery store and you were trying to check out, which, who actually goes to the line anymore? I do self-scan. Yeah, of course. But let's say self-scan is closed. Mm -hmm. um, And you go through the checkout line and the person there, the cashier, their job at that moment is to move the item across the little scanner and then charge you. That's Mm -hmm. basically a ministerial task because they don't have judgment of what you're getting. They don't say, Oh, are you sure you want to get 2%? Right. that's, That's not their role. They are there to just help facilitate that purchase. Totally. And the people on that board certifying the votes in Michigan, their job is to take whatever the state voted however it went mm-hmm. and then sign their names and stamp it and say we certified that this happened on november whatever whatever year mm-hmm. these people thought that it was their duty to investigate and ask questions and say you know i'm not so sure about those votes in wayne county um mm-hmm. i don't know why i did that voice that's not really a michigan
1: I was say, and you're kind of like making fun of like Southern people. And not all Southern people with southern accents are racist parents.
2: That is definitely true. They are not. Not even close. Okay, great. Um but now we cleared that up.
1: Continue. It's fine. I just
2: can't do a <laughs> Michigan accent without sounding like Sarah Palin, which is Alaska. Um
1: <laughs> just don't just say the words. <sighs> but
2: just... it's so much more fun. <laughs> Good. But having these voters or the board members to want to investigate and ask questions and say well this is I find suspicious activity in such and such county and block and neighborhood Mm -hmm. it's just frustrating that they shift their role to participate in this type of behavior that then one it delays the inevitable it adds a cloud of uncertainty to a very valid proceeding Mm -hmm. and this was this was even after there were other things that looked into any irregularities they're just certifying that this is done and then Michigan is interesting because under Michigan law they then are supposed to go back and do an audit anyway Mm -hmm. and so if there were some irregularities they're going to come out in that subsequent audit right um but they wanted to change the process mid-process and restrict the ability of the state to finalize what was the decision in the election and ultimately it's been certified it's done this is not even adding in what happened the level right below them Mm -hmm. where the wayne county commissioners (laughs) we're not going to certify either and it was just the republican ones who did not want to certify certain neighborhoods of detroit and after some after some persuasion and and pressure from the other commissioners in the town meeting they were like okay you know what we're going to certify and then what happened and i really i want your thoughts on this because this is a larger issue mm-hmm. with things going on in our world
3: mm-hmm.
2: is After they made the decision to do the right thing, they then got bombarded on social media by um, certain groups of people Mm -hmm. and certain elected officials. And they then, after signing off on the certification, they said, oh, no, I want to take it back. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do my job. And they signed affidavits to that effect but it all came from the public pressure they got from certain groups of people and from certain politicians. And I was just curious what you thought about the impact of social media on how some of this stuff happens.
1: Well, I think it's good and bad. I think there's not a social media influence is bad side of this only, because I think when certain decisions are made that are terrible, I think that even if you're not a politician, you're, I mean, you're a human, especially if you have voting rights, like you should have a say in some of these things. So I completely, I am all for people voicing their opinions and it's swaying people at the top. What I don't like though, is that simple little things like this, like people doing their job, people certifying votes that are actual votes. Uh, especially in this situation where it was so clearly I mean I think the I I mean I remember reading the community was not only predominantly black it was like three-fourths yes black people 80
2: percent
1: yeah which is just like (laughs) un it was just so clear and obvious especially with all the other neighborhoods surrounding it were absolutely I mean like statistically not even like oh like It's just, like, urban. And they weren't even, like, throwing out, like, words like that. It was literally, like, yeah, "Yeah, no, we're just... That's just kind of the one we had off the top of our head. Maybe we're just going to pick that one. Like, where it's so clear and obvious what people are trying to do. And it was so clear that people only wanted this to happen because they were so afraid that, like, people would not like Donald Trump because Donald Trump is racist. And they're like, well... If it's all black people, then they're absolutely not voting for him. Yeah. and it's just like it's a, people tried to cover it up with I don't know, just there's oh it's so populated, oh like there's voter fraud. It's just I do hate the fact that social media can be so swaying when it comes to stuff like that because I yeah. think there's so many misinformed people who have horrible intentions and agendas behind there, just screaming into a void of social media.
2: Yeah, and the fact that people could say certain things to these elected, or really these are appointed people Mm -hmm. who were supposed to be doing a job, and they were then swayed to go back on them choosing to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, It's difficult because, again, for these ministerial functions, going back to the grocery store how would you feel if you went to target and you were trying to check out and the cashier was like wait wait lee um my twitter poll says that you can't buy any of these vitamin waters
1: right or like (laughs) i don't want you to wear that sweater because i think it's cute and i want to wear it so you can't buy it like do you know what i mean like specifically blocking someone from doing something that they have done and i don't know yeah it yeah
2: it just doesn't.
1: <laughs> our analogies it, are on point today. <laughs> killing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it just it's it's hard to think of how this is where we are. Mm-hmm. And the problem for me is that people. Some people are okay with it. Mm-hmm. And kind of on a similar note, just getting to and it kind of goes to our next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember who Kyle Rittenhouse is?
1: Of course.
2: Uh, <laughs> Well, who is he? Lee.
1: Uh, he's that crazy kid that like brought a gun to protest and shot people.
2: That's 100% who he is. Um, uh, <laughs> and it's just social media right after that happened, he they started a GoFundMe to raise money for him. And what happened last week, um as well two weeks ago from when we're recording this mm-hmm. he was released from jail on a two million dollar bond that's been paid so he is free and all the money was raised by people online who thought him crossing state lines as a child being brought by his parent um and killing people who were protesting brutality and racism they're like oh. He's a hero. Let's raise millions of dollars.
1: I mean, it's, I think this starts a new conversation of, I think now it's either you are totally conservative and for everything that every single conservative ever does, period, ever, no matter what it is. Or you're extremely liberal and you're for every single thing that a liberal person does forever and ever and ever. And that's what I don't really like. That I think that this is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that mentality. Like, people are afraid to go against anyone who has similar beliefs to them. Yep. And that's what I am. I think, I mean, this literally solidifies that thinking. I mean, any sane human being. Like, if I were to sit down with someone who was conservative and I were to say, hey, do you think murder is wrong? And they're like, yeah, murder's totally wrong. Like we should not murder people that are innocent. Uh-huh. And then you're like, well, what do you think about Kyle Rittenhouse? And they're like, well, his beliefs are like the same as mine. So I'm just going to forget that that ever happened. I'm going to forget that he murdered people because yeah. he was doing it in protest to, he was anti black lives matter. And if they are anti black lives matter, then they're going to justify anyone who does something against that and be like, well, I, like, I, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know the valid reasons that people are saying that he did this. Like, this is my biggest thing is I don't I don't see where there's a justification of it. I see a lot of justification for um, during the protest of, you know, breaking windows, of throwing things, of setting things on fire. I see a lot of people defending that and saying well, you know, like, wouldn't you be angry in this situation? It's not hurting human lives. It's, you know, maybe corporate places <laughs> that can probably afford to fix up this stuff. Like, that, are the, that's the reasoning that I'm seeing that people are totally okay with that. I don't see any reasons that people are totally okay with this child crossing state lines and murdering people. Whose no. beliefs yeah. are different. And that this is where I just, I, it <laughs> blows my freaking mind that people actually raised $2 million in bail to let this kid free.
2: So a couple of things you said that I was thinking about. Um, One is I called him a child just because, well, it bothered me that he had to be driven to go commit a crime. Um, Mm -hmm. If you can't drive yourself somewhere, you probably shouldn't be doing things Um, exactly that's that there's the reason that people's parents dropped them off at the movies when they were in middle school on their little dates Mm -hmm. Um, but i i do think it's interesting that some people are and this is this gets to your point about justifications Mm -hmm. there are people who are saying the justification Mm -hmm. is that he's so young and young people make mistakes Mm -hmm. and that argument drives me crazy Crazy because yes. certain people are allowed to be kids and make mistakes, and certain people aren't. I yep. would never have been afforded that opportunity to be a child who makes mistakes. Um, as a black person, mm-hmm. you are an adult when you're 10. Um, in the court system, depending on your state, but I'll just use the state we're in, in Kentucky, I could mm-hmm. be 14. And if I even thought about doing what he did, I would immediately be transferred to adult court and I'd be treated as a grown man.
3: Yeah, and absolutely.
2: it's frustrating that some people are afforded extra protections
3: mm-hmm. while
2: they're doing extra crazy things. Yeah. And to something else that you mentioned, though, that really made me think was referring to it as conservatives doing this and liberals doing this and I personally we haven't talked about this before Mm -hmm. but I personally feel like that's part of the problem oh we've we've created these identities and we we are this thing we're not people who have conservative views Mm -hmm. we're a conservative we're not a person who has liberal leaning views I'm a liberal yeah I'm a Republican I'm a Democrat and I think we've created these lines of demarcation or battle lines that it's like anything that happens on this, my side of the street, Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a way to be cool with it. I think that's more on one side than the other. And that's not being political. That's just saying on the Democrat side, there's so much more infighting because that side is generally more open to arguing with one another on what certain things mean
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, what, how far they're willing to go on this scale of mm-hmm. a thing uh, that's why when there was the 20,000 people running for president last year mm-hmm. the debates were all about word choices on Medicare for All. And mm-hmm. of the 25 people, 23 of them had basically the same idea, but they would they argued every other Tuesday night for two hours about how they viewed a, like one thing. Yeah. Um, but having these lines drawn mm-hmm. is where we get mental gymnastics on trying to v- validate things. Yeah. And so you mentioned the Kyle Rittenhouse murder Mm -hmm. and you were, you know, saying, okay, if you sat down with a conservative and you said, is murder okay? Of course they'd say no. I don't think anyone would say murder is okay. But then it's like, well, you know, what types of, like, what, what do you mean? And so let's say you brought up abortion. They'd be like, no, that's murder. We, I hate abortion. And then it's like, what about the death penalty? Well, death penalty is fine. Yeah. That's, that's like legal murder. Mm -hmm. And, there's that line and it's like, okay, I'm going to make whatever fit this argument, even if it doesn't logistically or consistently make sense.
1: Absolutely. Have you, have you heard of the case of the Larry King shooting back in like 19 or maybe like 2000 something in California?
2: No, and I don't know why I thought you were going to say John Binet Ramsey, but go on.
1: Because <laughs> you know I'm a true crime fan. I just I know. I find a way to bring up John Binet Ramsey in every conversation. This is not one of those situations. So, this literally, Kyle Rittenhouse reminds me of this exact uh, murder. So, this was a kid named Larry King. Um, he was 15 years old. He. Um, went to school with this kid named brandon you know i bet i couldn't look it up and figure it out uh, i would brandon mcnerney okay that's name. what it was and so they went to school together and i guess they were friends and whatever and then so all that you heard in the news was brandon brought a so brandon was 14 um lawrence was 15 And Brandon brought a gun to school and shot this kid point blank in the back of the head. Murdered him. Just straight in the middle of, like, a computer class. Okay? Hearing that, you're like, well, that's horrible. This child is absolutely effed, and Mm -hmm. he needs to go to jail for the rest of his life. So that was the original story. Then they started diving in more with his trial. And you found out that, hey, guess what? This kid, Lawrence King, was gay. And this kid would wear makeup to school. He would wear high heels to school. And the teacher was like, Psh, do whatever. Like, I think you're awesome. Like, wear mm-hmm. this. But Brandon hated this. Like, hated this fact. And so I guess, like, Larry had mentioned to one of his kid, like, to one of his friends that he kind of had a crush on Brandon. And then Brandon found out and then he murdered him.
2: Oh, I didn't, I remember this. And now. this is,
1: and then it became a completely different story. So they sent this kid to prison and people went, Nuts! They had created funds to get him out. They had created movements to get this kid out of prison. They had created bracelets that they still wear today saying like, Brandon's innocent, blah, 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 all this stuff. When like, like multiple witnesses, I mean, kids who are now scarred for life, had to watch their classmate get shot in the back of the head. And it became this huge, like, either you were anti-gay and you were completely for this kid getting murdered, or you were like pro LGBT and you were not for this kid getting murdered when at the end of the day, Hey, guess what? A child got murdered and that's wrong. It doesn't matter what your views are. And this exact situation reminds me of that so closely. And it's crazy because I mean, this happened like in 2008 and I remember everyone now When they talk about it, it's like, it's crazy. Like, there's no, like, I don't understand how people can be for this kid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, anyone looking at this case says stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And now this happens again, (laughs) and people are like, well, mm, maybe we'll just let him off with this one little instance. So that's literally what it reminds me of. He's just a
2: kid, Lee. I mean, (laughs) he just happened to have an assault rifle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That he brought to school and shot someone in the back of the head.
2: So yeah, it's 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 hard in thinking about things like that happening, and then kind of to the point of why we want to do, why we're doing this is mm-hmm. there was outrage for maybe two hours, and then yeah. I don't even remember what happened that day, but mm-hmm. something else happened, and people stopped talking about it, and mm-hmm. so now there's this person who is at home chilling, free, who murdered two people, yeah, and. It's, it's not in question, and this is what bothered me, is I was watching the news two days ago, and they were talking about him very briefly, and by briefly I mean like seven seconds, and they, they said something about now he was able to prove his innocence in court. Uh, innocence, in at least to me, means that you didn't do something. And there are hundreds of people and video of him doing said action. And so I don't think the innocence of the action is in question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that news outlets are required to say allegedly and all of that. Yeah. Um, because legally there are things went until the justice system, but I understand that. I understand that very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, saying... Things like that. This is a testament to the justice system and him being a- able to prove his innocence and all this because they were able to raise that money. Nah, I mean, we saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um. They show him walking to do it and then casually walking away from doing it. Yep. And it's it's not a question of innocence right now. It's just what are we okay with? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where whenever that case does come to trial assuming he doesn't get pardoned very soon yeah then that's where we will have some question on what happens with that case absolutely so enough about Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs>
1: please um, yeah
2: <laughs> I, I really don't want to hear that name ever again except for maybe a sentencing hearing yeah um, but in looking at other things that happened um, these the next two things are are related yes um, And in looking at what states are doing to protect citizens amid COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, some people have challenged certain rules about gatherings of people. And one that just came to mind uh, two weeks ago from when we're doing this, or a week and a half ago, was the Supreme Court finally heard one of these COVID restriction cases. And basically what happened was there were challenges to some of the rules put in place in New York about church gatherings and all of that and disparate treatment and separation of church and state and all of this. And the Supreme Court, in this instance, basically said that some of the restrictions placed on certain groups were unconstitutional and shouldn't be allowed. And basically, to me, I felt like that was opening the door for different types of people in groups to say, "Eh, killing's fine, because one thing that people haven't quite seemed to grasp, and this could be a longer conversation on individualism that we preach so heavily in America, Mm -hmm. um, is these restrictions aren't just about you. And What? <laughs> and what
1: a concept.
2: It's it, You could have the virus and have no idea. Yeah. But you might have caught it, pass it on to someone else, and they don't handle it as well as you because mm-hmm. it impacts every single person differently.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And these restrictions are not about you. They're about protecting. Yes, they are about protecting you mm-hmm. because if other people are being restricted, and they're less likely to pass something on to you, Mm -hmm. that's helpful for you. But then if you're less likely to get something and pass it on to others, that's helpful for other people, which if you know how to do math, if I'm protected and you're protected, then we're both protected. So (laughs) it's, I don't know if you've seen the the analogy that (sighs) someone from the CDC did it, and it went around on Twitter, I know, for a while, Mm -hmm. where it was like, if you have two dudes who are peeing on each other, and one has pants on, then it stops. Yes. But if both of them have pants on, they're not going to pee on each other. And so... (laughs) Oh,
1: and they did, like, an animated... Like, they drew it out. Yeah. Which was just the the (laughs) most hilarious thing, where it's, like, this is how elementary and basic and ridiculous we have to get in order for people to understand, (laughs) like, this is a disease, and it's an infectious disease, and, like, I just don't... Yeah. I don't understand. I, like... What I think is so incredibly angering...
2: I was going to say infuriating, but yes.
1: Oh, infuriating is a much better word, is this whole issue brings up the topic of people not knowing what human rights are. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you... Like, yeah, it's a choice to not wear a mask, but it's not your right. Like, you don't have a right to not wear a mask. Does that make sense? It's
2: in the constitution, Lee.
1: I mean, clearly, my god, it has to be.
2: Article At 7, point, section 3 I can, says you cannot wear a mask if you don't want to.
1: You have a right to be an idiot if yeah. you would like.
2: <laughs> Haven't you seen Hamilton? That was like what 80% of it was about. <laughs>
1: 80% of all it, was, it was mask propaganda. <laughs> oh my god. I just it it doesn't make any sense to me. Like my dad called me the other day and my dad Is He has very conservative views, but he is very upset about this because his mother and father are very old. Uh, His mother is on oxygen, and he was yelling at me, well, not yelling at me, but yelling to me about this and essentially saying, like, I mean, it's not your right to drive on the left side of the road. You drive on the right side of the road. You know what I mean? No one is sitting here saying, you can't tell me what side of the road to drive right. on. I'm going to drive on the left. It's like, no. Everyone just drives on the right side of the road in America. Like, you, it's not like you don't have a right. It's not about rights and protecting yourself. It's like, sorry.
2: And you're... <laughs> so that, yeah, and to that point, you're still getting to drive. It's just Correct. we're regulating how you drive so you drive safer for you for and everyone's for other people. Freaking yeah.
1: Safety, because you don't want to murder someone by driving on the left side of the road. Right. Like it's not like yes, you're you're doing what the government is telling you to do, which is drive on the right side of the road, and that is literally for your safety. Yeah, they're not trying to tell you to live your life a certain way, it's like, it's literally for your safety. And that's why mask mandates are a thing. And do you know our mask mandates are also a thing? Literally almost every other country in the effing world. And just because this is the first time that we've not known how to handle a (laughs) pandemic in recent memory, people can't grasp that we all have to like work together to protect each other from this. And that's where like, I mean, my God, we can go into like a million different, like, topics about this, you know, about the vaccine, about masks, whatever, but I think this is the first time that we're not learning about a pandemic that isn't, like, the flu or the plague or, like, something like that, and people can't grasp it, that this is something that's happening, and so they're taking it to, like, this extreme level of just idiocy. Yeah. Because it's something they never fathom would happen to them.
2: You know, know what's really frustrating about all of that, though? Please. If you look at... Have you seen the newspapers from, like, 1918? When Not the in... Spanish flu was going around? No. So they had the same exact arguments against mask wearing. <sighs> and there were some people suing <laughs> because of being required, asked to wear a mask. And it's like, dude, like, we've done this before. Mm-hmm. And we saw that listening, once you listened back then... It changed, and everyone talked about flattening the curve in March mm-hmm. and April when this started. And people were like, you know what? Eh, I'm fine. I don't know anybody that it's happened to. We're good. I'm not going to pay attention to this. And you mentioned the other countries, but there are some countries that don't have mask mandates. And they mm-hmm. don't have... And you know why? Because they did it, and they listened when they had the mask mandates, and they didn't have people suing because they wanted to go to do right. X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. And now they don't have them anymore.
1: R- right, because um, they don't need them. Yeah. Like, yes, absolutely.
2: I met someone from Australia last week, Straya, <laughs> and he said something about getting ready to go for a concert. And I was like, that's so wild. What's what are you doing? Like? And he said, yeah, um, we're, it's going to be a little weird. I wish I could do the accent, but he was like, it's going to be a little weird because There are some things that are different, but we, since we don't have very many cases anymore, we're doing all these things again. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I started to ask how you all were doing, and then I remembered where you are. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dang, that hurts. Thanks, (laughs) Tommy. Yeah, like, we're known right now around the world as those people who don't listen. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that clip from the New Zealand press conference where their amazing prime minister was talking about something and this guy interrupts and in his questioning she was like oh you went to one of those american schools (laughs) i was like we are a punchline in other countries because we do things like this where we take it to the supreme court which you know decided things about like segregation right um in slavery and we take this to them people who wanted to be able to go I mean I know this is about going to church yes if you I go to church
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I can do it online the message is the same I don't have to go to a building mm-hmm. if you're if you're Faith is based on going inside of four walls. Then I think there are more questions than that you need to address right now. Correct, but yeah. <laughs> um, just <laughs> I having to look a
1: little inward. But that's okay. <laughs> go ahead.
2: <laughs> but having these things go to the court to say, then the court comes back and is like, "Yeah, you all should be able to do what you want to do." That's mm-hmm. dangerous on so many levels. You won't see a court decision that says not only are, do people need to be afforded the right to drive, mm-hmm. they need to be afforded the right to go drive however, whenever, and wherever they please. The court's not going to say that because it's an obviously stupid argument. Yes. You can't just, you can't say this thing that's unsafe for millions of people, you can do it if you want to because we don't want to uh, make you feel uncomfortable. Um, and hiding that behind your religion and saying something about that is where it's frustrating because Mm -hmm. there are plenty of faith-based people who are doing it the right way Mm -hmm. and are not trying to sue to say oh my gosh we can't do x y and z in person no Mm -hmm. there are needed restrictions for the safety of everyone and again being able to keep people alive and That brings me to, you know, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I want to call it the pontiflex where (laughs) the Pope basically took this same position in a New York Times op-ed where he called out these types of actions where people are hiding behind their or using their religion as a justification for dangerous actions when we should be working together to heal each other. And it was very, a very pointed op-ed, and so I told Lee that I thought it was really cool that the Pope did a diss track. Um, and so... <laughs>
1: what a great way to put it.
2: <laughs> in my head, I heard it with, like, a nice beat and more rhyming than it actually had. Absolutely. But, like, the Pope dropped a diss track on COVID-19 restriction lawsuits. And I think that was geared towards us mostly because we're the only country really left that's doing some of these types of challenges.
1: Well, there were a lot of protests in Europe though, and like large gatherings of protests about so I think, I mean he needed to say it, so I mean now I think, because that I believe that kind of has died down I think now, I mean, he's like, America y'all need to get it together but Go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, it was a giant pontiflex by the pontiff. Um, <laughs> but, no, you're right. There have been a lot of mass protests, <laughs> mass mask protests in um, European nations. Um, generally, they've been centered around the same types of issues. And I saw in, oh, I really wish we would talked about this, but the did you see the one where the politician was speaking to the crowd about how masks were stupid and they weren't going to do this and the security guard was like forget this I quit (laughs) I need to stop Um, no I
1: didn't see that
2: I guess it was like last week the politician I think it was in like some European or maybe in a Scandinavian country but the politician was up there talking about how all of this was a hoax and all of this and the her security was like, you know what? Here, I quit. And walked up to her on the stage and handed his stuff and was like, This is some expletive, 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 and I'm done. And just left. So then she was left my without security. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> because he bounced. But Oh
1: my God.
2: Yeah. We need we need more people like that security guard though, but we don't have that ability because unfortunately, and this is a whole nother topic that we can talk about next time, Mm -hmm. but there's no social safety net for people to be able to quit their jobs that they have to go to if they're forced to go to them because we don't have any relief package that helps or stimulus that goes to people that they can stay home from doing certain things. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know what? I have to do my hourly job and work four hours a week at 725 Mm -hmm. because if I don't, I Like there's something that will happen where then I won't get anything because we don't have those supports. Yeah.
1: Like I can't quit because then I won't get unemployment. Like I can't, you know, there's a lot of ways that you cannot work that you wouldn't be able to file for unemployment. Yep. And so, and that is where that's a huge issue is like, if you don't feel safe, you cannot work from home because of X, Y, and Z. Now there have been obviously instances where the government is forcing companies that were if people can work from home, they have to allow them to, and that's great. But like, there's a lot of jobs that um, are, uh, that you uh, can't work from home that probably shouldn't be happening right now because they're mm-hmm. not an essential and they're choosing not to
2: close. And unfortunately, those jobs that don't allow you to work from home, um, normally those jobs are held by more marginalized communities. Yep. Um, people who are different ethnicities or races or women. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: or who are just, like, poor in general, too, yeah. and can't afford
2: it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And just oh, – oh, so, yes, some of the arguments in, like, there's a local – a Kentucky case that our attorney general just <laughs> – appealed to the Supreme Court saying that churches are being discriminated against because they're having disparate treatment because basketball games are going on and restaurants are open. Even though you can't go in restaurants, need to remind you of that you have to pick up to go, but restaurants are open and it doesn't make sense that you can go and cheer for something or you can go do X, Y, and Z if you can't go to church and worship. Well, um, first off, disparate means that everything like, there's different treatment for similarly situated like people or entities. And so this Supreme court case out of Kentucky is about the closing of religious schools. Um, because the public schools are closed, the private schools are closed and the religious schools are trying to stay open. And they're saying that they're getting disparate treatment because restaurants are open. No, a, religious school is not a restaurant. You might have a cafeteria, it might have good food in it, but it's not a restaurant. Yeah. So having it closed is not disparate treatment if all the other schools are closed. Correct. Um, I would like to send anyone making that argument a dictionary um, or a link to a dictionary that says what disparate means because it does not mean something that is not like you at all (laughs) is able to do something different that's sorry that's just my, no, my that was take a on... great rant <laughs> i
1: thoroughly enjoyed that
2: well i'm here all yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> i'm here all day but yeah it's it's something that we do and focus on in this country is our right to do whatever and we don't factor in that there are other people who are impacted by these things and being, being told that there are short-term precautions that need to be taken for long-term gain for everyone mm-hmm. that shouldn't be looked at as something to challenge or fight. Um, if there was a restriction that said all people with green sweaters and green eyes or whatever had right. to stay home on Tuesdays, that doesn't make sense. There's no right. there's no data to protect like of how that protects anyone unless there was also something that said you know almost everyone does this and yeah, right. But what we're doing is asking people not to go in giant groups, especially in that initial Supreme Court thing. It was a, like not even did they want just want to meet in large groups. They wanted to do it without masks on, mm-hmm. which endangers everybody and not yeah. just the people there. Yeah. So. Again, I was very pleased by the Pope's diss track. He definitely dropped the mic or the keyboard or whatever you drop <laughs> in a written op-ed diss track. But yep. I don't know. I just thought that, that was interesting. Um, it is. A little quick news thing that happened. We have two more, and then we'll do a little bit of fun, and then we, will, wait. we will sign off Ready. for the first one. Yes. But I just thought this, this, is, this might be this is just funny to me Um, (laughs) in going back to Michigan it was very interesting to see that the Trump campaign paid three million dollars which it's hilarious that it was due up front just because based on the history of um, well payment history of involved individuals Mm -hmm. Uh, they asked for the money up front for a recount and Looking at the conversations in that, like talking, going back to the certification process in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, they were saying, Oh, it's so much fraud, and we actually won by so much more. And they paid $3 million upfront to do a recount. And I just wanted to mention that the result of the recount was just losing by more. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, you know what's really funny is so I, I use Time Hop all the time because I love some nostalgia. And four years ago today, <laughs> there was something posted about how there was, like, three separate tweets that Trump had tweeted out after he won in 2016. And it was, I won by a landslide. And then him two weeks ago saying, there's so much voter fraud, like, it's going to be horrible. And this is before he the election happened. Like, him, like, bitching about, vote, like, voter fraud And then after that, him saying, I won by a landslide. And then someone saying, okay, well, if you think there's voter fraud, like, let's do some recounts. And he was like, no, no, no. And then he blocked it. Like, it literally is the most hilarious, ridiculous, like, publicity move I've ever seen. And that was absolutely what it was. So I'm really glad that he paid $3 million and then found out that he actually lost by, what was it, like, 157 more, more votes yeah. or something? My God.
2: I will say, Ugh. the the part of it that's not funny is, like Kyle Rittenhouse, the money came from people who were being lied to and misled, and they raise all of this money. I don't know why, but I get emails from that campaign, and it the email was like, we were robbed, donate now, and we'll expose the truth. Yes. And it then had in the fine print that like 80% of it was going to go to like a personal account and 20% of it was going to cover like legal fees and the leftover money was going to cut. And I was like, wait, one, there's no leftover from a hundred percent. You all should work on math. So some people need a dictionary, some people need a calculator, but also like anything that was donated under, I think it was like $7,000 went somewhere else and so people who have don't have a lot of money but really believe in something and someone mm-hmm. are being misled. And that's one of the sadder parts about it. So it's mm-hmm. it's funny to think, or not really funny, but it's more amusing to think of someone wasting $3 million to then find out like they're paying to lose more. Yeah. Um, but the heartbreaking part of it is that that money didn't come from them. It came from people like us who yeah. don't have a lot of money but really yeah. believed in something yeah. and they're being fed all of this information yeah. that they wholeheartedly believe. And I think that that can be something to talk about one day is just the the unfortunate reality of misinformation yeah. and how people can really believe something and that causes them to act a certain way. We can talk
1: about like the disparity of like crowdfunding. I think that would be a
2: yeah, interesting
1: be topic. Yeah. So we'll we'll write that. Down. Wait,
2: what? So on a lighter note, and <laughs> it would sound weird that this is a lighter note, but
1: <laughs> I love how this is our standard for a lighter note. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it gets lighter, I promise. But Oh my god. Did you watch West Wing? No. So the opening scene of West Wing, of one of the greatest shows to ever be on television, it Mm -hmm. won every single award every year it was on, Mm -hmm. which I know awards don't mean everything, but it says something if you win all of them every year. Um, Is that an
1: Aaron Sorkin show? It is. Okay,
2: great. So a lot of talking, a lot of dialogues. We love Um, it. Yes. So the beginning scene of West Wing, the whole series, is (laughs) news of the president having... A bike accident <laughs> and they're trying to like deal with the fallout and like spin how they talk about it and oh like make a you know make like play it down that he's not some clumsy whatever um so president elect joe biden <laughs> broke his foot playing with major his dog and the first thing that popped in my mind was the spin that was going to come from people trying to like make something. I just really went to West Wing. Yeah. And I was like, this is, it's not funny, but it's hilarious. But it's awesome. The also- commentary
1: around it is what's hilarious. And yeah. like the fact that the fact that we have to have fears instead of being like, Oh man, I hope he's okay. It's like, Oh my God, what are people going to say about this? Like, how are yep. they going to like react? It's like 100, we should just be like, Oh man, I'm sure he'll get better. Because okay. It wasn't even like that bad of a fracture. They couldn't even see it on an
2: no, x-ray. It's a hairline. Yeah. It's yeah. just
1: like, that should not be like, Oh my
2: God. Yeah. He's going to wear a boot for a few weeks, but other than that, he's good. But <laughs> did you read the press release? No. Okay. I want to read you the press release from the Biden-Harris transition team.
1: I love that this is the press release.
2: For immediate release, November 29, 2020. Statement from co-first dog elect Major Biden. Bark, 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 bark. (laughs) Wolf, bark, 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 bark. Bark, bark, bark. bark, bark. And so it goes. And then there's a translation from dog to human where it says... I wish my adopted father a speedy recovery, but I strongly maintain that I have done nothing wrong. I look forward to the Secret Service's investigation, which I expect will confirm that I am a very good boy.
1: <laughs> Shut up! And so, Is that for real? What yeah. it was?
2: So that Did was you see that? that was the spin no. from the Biden-Harris transition team of the. Uh.
1: It like I'm not. It like brings tears to my eyes about the absolute difference in these two. Uh, oh my gosh, in these two <laughs> presidencies, that is, oh, that just.
2: I saw that and it made me so happy that not only did they like poke fun at it, <laughs> but it it just it. It makes me feel better about where we're going. I agree. That something like that, when they know this is going to be... The reaction by some people is going to be very severe to me like having this injury, and they put out a statement from a dog that just says, bark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bark, bark, bark.
2: So, with that, uh, we wanted to jump into a quick game that Lee and I want to play for each of the shows to kind of close out, where we have some... Interesting stories from around the country or the world yeah. and things that make you say, wait, what? And so we call this game, wait, what? <laughs> so who, who should go first? Me or you?
1: You go first. I have three. You have three things? I have three. I thought we were just supposed to pick one. Well. I only picked one. Okay. Well, well no, it's fine. No, do I'll three. Go, do okay. three. Absolutely. So, I want to hear all of them because so, they're it's interesting.
2: The first one okay. is... <clears throat> In Minnesota, a woman left some bad pears outside, and a squirrel got drunk off of the pears and fell off of the railing.
3: (laughs) Stop. (laughs) That really
1: is heartwarming. I feel that squirrel. There's
2: video evidence of the squirrel falling off, but the sub under the heading, it says the squirrel appeared to be okay the next morning.
1: Oh my god.
2: So a drunk squirrels.
1: That's it. Oh look at him and there's a little photo of him. <laughs> Man, he's vibing.
2: He really is. He's I mean he's just he's like having a good time.
1: Feeling the music. My gosh.
2: That is a lot of people's kind of squirrel.
1: <laughs> That's incredible. But I love that. Okay.
2: So that one gotta wait, but okay. we'll we'll give there. Okay, so okay. Another one. <clears throat> In Taiwan, opposition lawmakers hurled pig organs at other, each other in parliament to protest the government's decision to ease restrictions on pork imports from the United States.
1: Where was this?
2: In Taiwan.
1: Oh, oh, wow.
2: So, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a, wait, what? <laughs> like, for real?
2: I, I thought I read it wrong when I read that story, but they got organs from pigs and threw them at each other on parliament floor so that's the equivalent of people in congress or in like mitch mcconnell throwing pig organs at kamala harris is basically what that was um and the last one
1: my word (laughs) okay
2: my last story is from the great the great white north in canada incredible um on november 25th the Canadian army celebrated the fifth birthday of beloved polar bear in Toronto zoo by giving the animal a promotion to master corporal in the Canadian armory In the Canadian army. He is now a high ranking member of the army. You go polar bear.
1: Man, you got a polar bear in your army in Canada. That's a, (laughs) that's a flex for sure.
2: It really is. If you go into like cold wars, it's like, Hey, we're good. (laughs) Cold wars. (laughs) Did I steal any of yours? Nope, absolutely not.
1: Mine I just thought was like really messed up. (laughs) It is not fun at all. (laughs) So... Uh (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, yours are so much more (laughs) lighthearted. You're like, a squirrel got drunk, and I'm like, the world is falling apart. (laughs) Um, All right, so mine was... um, There's a news article this week about how Facebook is now banning... um, misinformation about the COVID vaccine, which, you know, that's normal. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, something that a lot of social media platforms are doing now banning misinformation. But the reason, um, that this happened and a, because a report came out from the CCDH, do you know what this is? I'd never heard of this before. I didn't know. CCDH. CCDH. Uh,
2: cool, calm, documented, happy, (laughs) I don't know. So close. It is the Center
1: for Countering Digital Hate.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I meant.
1: So they found a (laughs) bunch of reports about people. Because, I mean, there's always, there's been anti-vaxxers. This is, like, not a new thing. People are against vaccines. They're afraid it's going to make them sick, afraid of side effects, you know, based on all this research that they've done, whatever. Anyways, they, like, this is not a new thing. But now there's a new thing about how everyone, there's a big movement And it's, like, millions of people wide on social media, Facebook especially, where people think that if they get the COVID vaccine, they're going to be microchipped. And if the (laughs) implication of being microchipped is you're going to have something unnatural in your body, and therefore you will be going to the bad place in your afterlife. And so Uh, this is a huge movement that they literally did a freaking report on (laughs) and that they literally had to be, like uh n- i know <laughs> so we gotta now go through and on facebook they're banning um anti i guess like you know misinformation about the COVID vaccine and i thought that was the most ridiculous thing that i've ever heard in my entire life No, I. I where if agree. you think you're getting the vaccine you're gonna go to hell
2: but is it I more think, ridiculous than drunk squirrels
1: you know i think that it's less fun <laughs> 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 a drunk squirrel is way more fun to talk about so yeah. So that's my wait, what for the week <laughs> It's not lighthearted at all. I'm so sorry to end on that note.
2: <laughs> well, we can talk more about Bre- <laughs> General Conrad Murkowski. <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> the polar
1: bear? That's incredible.
2: Uh, Well, that's who led the charge of the joint task force central to bestow polar bear juno oh juno that was the name the honorary master corporal so with that we do we'll, <laughs> we'll close uh, just saying thank you for listening to our inaugural episode oh yeah and we hope next time we'll have a guest with master corporal juno <laughs> Or Major Biden, whoever answers first.
1: Yep, we'll figure it out. We'll have an animal on.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues